From the Rodney Kiefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Hewitt talks to us about the latest trends in sports science and programming and the demands of the strength conditioning profession as we evolve throughout COVID. He will also take us into the decision-making of an entrepreneur whose main customer is the strength and conditioning coach and some practical advice on how to make your side hustle that you're passionate about and make it your main hustle. All this in another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. This episode is brought to you by Optimum Nutrition Athletics. After dominating the sports nutrition industry for over 30 years, the newly created Optimum Nutrition Athletics brings the same trust and quality at a great price. They've worked hard to put convenient nutritional supplement options in the hands of your athletes. Because of the increased demands, ON now offers their third-party tested NSF certified gold standard whey protein powder in 10-pound bags exclusively for their athletics partners. Owen even released ready-to-drink cartons of their gold standard whey protein shakes for your athletes and coaches that are on the go. Colleges and universities across the country have partnered with Owen to give their athletes the highest quality nutritional supplements and Owen continues to deliver. They provide flexibility and affordability for all their partners. If you'd like to learn more about their expanding line of supplement products or if you're interested in becoming a partner, contact Owen's Rachel Kravitz on Instagram at on underscore athletics underscore west or email rkravitz at glambia.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I'm joined by Hewitt Tomlin of Team Builder. He's the sales and marketing founder and CEO of Team Builder, a software for strength conditioning coach for program design and delivery of data. Welcome to the podcast, Hewitt. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit more about your role at Team Yeah, so we're a small company. And uh, by that nature, everyone here has to wear multiple hats um, every once in a while. I have to wear multiple hats all the time. So I am uh, referred to as the sales, marketing, and operations co-founder. So uh, sales and marketing is obviously something I oversee. And then uh, customer support and operations uh, are some things I oversee as well. Yeah, definitely. I remember seeing you and your staff load up into a van and and drive across the country and go to as many conferences as you can. And I think that's a good thing. You're able to get that FaceTime with your clientele. Now, could you talk a little bit about what it's like having the strength coach as your primary, you know, clientele that you service or, you know, you've definitely carved a niche into the type of customer you have for your company. And is it unique in any way? Yeah, it is. Uh, Like you mentioned, it is a unique niche uh, in a lot of ways. 
Um, for one, I was just thinking about this last night, but back when we were allowed to have conferences, um, strength coaches are, um, I don't know if it's shy or timid or, or, you know, just some, they're not willing to really come up to you at a conference at a booth and just, you know, shoot the ball with you about your product or whatever. Um, you kind of have to earn that. The very conference I went to, um, you know, was my partner and I, we just started team builder and it was like, man, this is going to be a long, tough slog because no one knows who we are. And I don't feel like we're making any progress on fixing that. Um, so I, I think that's part of it is, you know, there's a lot of vendors in the space, uh, strength coaches get a lot of phone calls from anyone from rack dealers to flooring dealers to, you know, whatever. And, um, you got to earn that. So, um, what I've found out is that what's different in strength and conditioning, especially in college SNC, is that it's very word of mouth based and it's a small industry. So your reputation means a lot. And for me, that meant that, you know, I couldn't put up a facade about who I was or what our business was, you know, and professionally in the business world and then be something else. Otherwise, like it kind of, you kind of had to meld the two together and be the same, be authentic and make sure that you maintain your reputation at all times. No, you're definitely right. Your reputation precedes you in this industry. And it's good that you guys were focusing on, you know, building that and, and doing it the right way, even though it might have taken a little longer up front to establish that. Now, could you tell us a little bit about how Team Builder got started? I remember, you know, five or 10 years ago when I was just became the head strength coach here at msu denver and i had an excel spreadsheet like a lot of other coaches and that spreadsheet had all the bells and whistles all the drop downs and linked pages and the maxes were all linked it was about as good as it can get for an excel spreadsheet but i was still data entry i was still printing out pages and there was a couple of times where i can't read all my 16 teams i said didn't have time to get all the numbers back in the spreadsheet or I'd print them off and something was wrong on it or our printer went down and then we were really in a bind for a couple of weeks there while we tried to fix it and then eventually had to get a new printer. So could you tell us a little bit about how Team Builder got started and you know how you created such a great product? Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some robust Excel Excel spreadsheets in my lifetime. Um, nothing wrong with that. But it, it, yeah, so I, I can tell this like the 15-minute version, I can do the 30-second version, I'll do like the two-minute version. But J- James and I were playing Division Three football, and uh, if you were a senior defensive lineman or a freshman quarterback, you were doing the same training program over the summer. Everyone got the same paper packet manual. And this is right around the time when apps were really becoming common because the iPhone had come out, um, you know, stuff like that. So James, to his credit, he was kind of a self-taught computer programmer, and he was really kind of coding on a lot of different things. And uh, one day he said, hey, I think I could take the summer paper packet and turn it into a, an application. 
long story short, we kind of built that company out of college, but it took us a while to kind of find out exactly what we were building and what we thought was going to be an app for athletes during the summer, which we are now. What we found out was that this thing is not going to make an impact in the market unless we build something that's better than Excel for coaches, something that's faster, that makes their lives easier because they're the ones who have to you know, pay the bills. They're the ones who put the time and effort into to building the manual. The the kids, the athletes, whether it's paper or app, you know, that that you're not solving a painful problem there. But when you go to the strength coach and solve some of their problems, you have a real business. Hmm. And what was the initial problem that you try to solve after you and your partner created the workout packet? What were some of the first things you saw? in the early days of team builder that strength coaches were asking and needing of the software. So we knew that our software had to be faster than Excel. If you had a program and, and had a program on Excel and someone had a program on team builder and had to write it out um, from scratch, the, the, the one using team builder would get done before the guy using Excel. That was the idea was a raw time savings. Um, Raw time savings is is great. I think that that goes a long way. Um, but then I, I think what ultimately had to be the value that we delivered that would really make this a viable company is the uh, feedback loop, the quantitative feedback loop, meaning coaches can write a program, but it's not just a paper-based program. It's something that goes into a mobile app that gives the athlete the opportunity to put something back in as far as the load that they lifted, what they scored on a circuit, the time that they ran. And then that kind of data can turn into, you know, a, a can go to the team feed. And that, you know, means that we're all posting our scores together and solidarity and, and, and accountability. Or I'm actually posting these numbers for the coach to keep track of on a really close basis to make sure that we're actually progressing on a day by day, week by week basis. Um, so I think that the, the data feedback loop is probably what's done the best for us so far. Um, but at the same time, if you give coaches the opportunity to have an efficient uh, quantitative feedback loop, but you also ask for more of their time to write your programs, meaning the team builder software is not friendly to the coach, you're not going to go anywhere because the strength coaches just don't need more hours added to their plate. They need less taken away. Definitely. And what was the big demand for your company in 2019 or, or right before COVID? Because I know once COVID hit is essentially getting your software and having the mobile workouts and interaction with their athletes. But what was the big demand for team builder prior to that? And is it a trend that we're seeing in sports science? Yeah. Prior to COVID, um, you know, we, we, we re-released Weight Room View. Weight Room View is our interface that goes on a tablet. So for instance, if you go into, if for everyone listening, if you go to Isaiah's Weight Room, if you go to a college weight room and you see a bunch of tablets mounted on racks, more than likely they're using Team Builder and more than likely they're using our Weight Room View module. It's a way for athletes to, to go paperless, but still get their workout from the, the tablet on the rack. Um, we had spent a lot of time um, streamlining that feature because we felt like it was such an important feature because it was so highly used. After COVID, um, you know, that feature is not used as much. Athletes are not training in the weight room as often and they're not touching the same tablets, you know, because of the protocols. Um, so right away, we knew that mobile was then going to be more of a priority than before. 
athletes are training on their their mobile phone their mobile app so um yeah so that's where our attention's been is on improving the mobile experience for athletes and also for coaches no definitely i i remember when the beta came out on the new weight room view yeah. and the dark mode was was <laughs> so clean Darkness and i know mode. me and my athletes were really excited about that the dark mode but uh have you seen you know besides the mobile workout and the mobile tracking what's the latest trend on your software or requests that you've seen come in during covid so this is specific to us at team builder we saw many many more trialing leads on our software that identified as personal trainers or or gym owners or you know private facilities um so our bread and butter traditionally has been high school, college, and pro, you know, the team sport SNC, and it still is. Our system was was pretty prepared for COVID because nothing changed. It's just uh, the summer season, the summer, you know, the volunteer season now year round. But when we started getting a lot of interest from the private sector side of things, we knew that brick and mortar businesses had really taken a hit. Uh, people with private training facilities, um, you know, they, they really needed help. They were kind of behind the eight ball, I think, compared to the college SNC market in terms of being remote, because I don't think we've ever had to deal with that problem before. So that being said, uh, whenever we build things here at Team Builder, we, we build features. I am a strong, strong believer in that there is a lot to be built that benefits both college and team-based SNC and also benefits what we call the private sector, personal trainers, private facilities. You don't have to choose. Eventually, maybe, but I think for now, we can build for both. So what we decided to do was we decided to basically build what we call the online payments portal. And we said Team Builder is now going to let coaches take the programs that they write in Team Builder, whether they're a college coach or a personal trainer, they can give it a price and then we'll generate a link for them that will allow them to market themselves. And then whoever clicks the link can register, pay, and then get onto Team Builder automatically. We'll send the money to the coach in two to three days. So basically we're facilitating online training. Here's the thing. If, if you're a school teacher and you wanna make some extra money, you could drive for Uber, you can deliver for DoorDash. Um, you know, there's the the gig economy is a big thing that's kind of come up, and that's basically giving people on-demand work hours. Coaches who work 12 hours a day, six days a week, that's just not feasible. You know, like most coaches I know are not going to be able to do that. But most coaches I know also have master's degrees. All right, so when COVID hit, I thought, okay, this is our opportunity to kind of create. Um, you know, what Uber and what DoorDash is doing for folks, we're going to give coaches a way to create side income. And that's when we release Payments Portal. So Payments Portal means that if you have 18,000 programs written in Team Builder, pick two or three or four and, you know, give it a name, give it a picture and, and make it marketable and then go put it out there. And, you know, you have hundreds of alumni or you have friends and family, your network, everyone knows that you have a master's degree. They know that you go to clinics every weekend. They know that you're the, the source, but of course, it's going to take, you don't really have the time or the resources to, to, to train people otherwise. So we're hoping Team Builder just absolutely streamlines that process, lets you make build some side income, whether you do it full-time online or whether you're a college coach or you're just looking to make a couple bucks, train a couple of alumni. So that was the big, big project of 2024 Team Builder was the online payments portal. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I remember at the beginning of quarantine in 2020, you know, at the start of that, a lot of people were seeing some of my workout videos that, uh, from the home workouts I was doing. And I got a lot of requests to ask if I can create some workout programs for them. And they even offered to, you know, pay me a couple of bucks for a couple of weeks of a workout. And, you know, your solution through team builder on the payments portals and exactly it's exactly what, what we needed. And it creates an opportunity for coaches to kind of create a side hustle or some side income without sacrificing too much of our time. Cause like you said, our, our time is valuable and we don't want to add more work time to our a profession that's already demanding as far as it is time requirements go. Yeah, it, it can be whatever you want it to be. You know, I've, I've got uh, clients who are uh, college strength coaches who use this specifically with alumni and their, and their alumni family to fundraise. They take the income and they use it. And, you know, it's not the whole budget, but a couple thousand bucks a year. I mean, that goes a long way as far as equipment goes, especially for an SNC program. Um, some coaches enterprise on their own and, you know, build their own business under their own brand. And why not? If you went through the trouble of getting your master's, your CSCS, your CSCCA, and you go to clinics every other weekend, um, you deserve to have more opportunities than just your 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 day job to make some money. So um, still working on it. And we're working on this payments portal. I mean, it's, it's, it's ready. It's live. But we're, we're continuing to add to it because we really see this as a big part of our future. Yeah, I, th I think that's a testament to you and, and Team Builder and what you guys have been able to do and how you've been able to pivot over the few years to not only help out coaches what they need just with their teams and mobile workouts or data entry, but also with what coaches are trying to do on the side or trying to improvise or, or create their own unique uh, program or, or niche or company. And yeah, we can kind of use that to segue into, you know, what some advice you would give to another strength coach that's looking to make their way on their own or start their new business or their own enterprise. What's some advice you'd give to the new entrepreneur that is likely happening right now in our current situation? Yeah, you know, it's good timing on the question. I, I just wrote a blog for our website, teambuilder.com. And um, the, the title of the blog was how to make your side hustle your main hustle. If that's, you know, if that's even a goal of yours. But I, I think one thing that surprised people when I wrote in that is the, the way to successfully make your side hustle your main hustle is to have a solid main hustle in the first place. Um, you know, what I mean is, is that if you're employed and you're getting healthcare, it's much easier to build a side business with that kind of security and stability. Um, in my experiences, I was early 20s and, you know, team builders took a couple of years to, to even make a little bit of money. Um, if I said that I was going to do team builder and nothing else, I just would have been a starving poor kid in my early 20s for a long time. Um, it's good to have some income so you can go on a date and be able to pay for it. I mean, those are the kinds of things that, 
it might seem superficial on the surface, but it, if, if you take those kinds of financial pressures and burdens off of you, it kind of opens you up a little bit to be a little bit more confident and a little bit more authentic when you're starting the business. Because now I'm, I'm running this side hustle, I'm running this business, not so that I can eat or, or pay my bills, although that, that might be a good motivator. I don't necessarily think it is. I think you ought to do it because you love it and you like it and you really want to make an impact and you've got something else that's kind of making you stable. So that was one thing I, I brought up. Um, I, I think it's super important. The other thing I brought up was, and this is really tricky because it's it's kind of borderline getting into you know labor law, but I say that when you're when you're uh, gainfully employed, my philosophy is that you owe your employer 40 hours of solid, dense work. All right, 40 hour work week, and and by law that that's what you owe them. You don't owe them more or less. Um, okay, everything beyond 40 hours is your time, and you can turn around and you can work on your side business with that time. Nights and weekends belong to you. Um, now, the hard part is, is that if you have a demanding employer, that can be a conflict. Um, but what I was able to do in my experience was if I could just give my employer 40 solid, dense, productive hours of work, then that responsibility would be fulfilled. Then I can turn around and I can focus my efforts on my business throughout that time as well. Um, and then what ended up happening was, is when my side business and my, my main employment were just conflicting too much, then, you know, basically that's when I knew it was time to pick one over the other. <laughs> that's a good problem to have. That's a really good problem. You want to put yourself in that tight spot. You don't want to uh, leave for your side hustle too early because what if it takes two or three months? What if it takes six months or 18 months? You know, are you, are you gonna, that's it, it, a big sacrifice. It, it's easier to make a smooth transition than to make a huge jump or a huge leap. We'll be right back. Flex is the latest product to enter the velocity-based training market. Developed by the team at GymAware, Flex is the only laser-based system available. And it's this unique technology that makes Flex the most accurate and reliable barbell tracking product in the sub $500 category. That's right, you heard it, sub $500 barbell velocity tracker. And that's easy to use. It's wireless and yes, it's portable. It's specifically designed for individual use with its own social platform and automatic training log. Flex captures all the critical performance and technique metrics that people demand from a VBT device. Velocity, power, bar path, range of motion, and even bar position. Live feedback is delivered through the Flex app on every lift and all the data is automatically stored for review. Find out why VBT is such a powerful training method and what separates Flex from its competition at flexstronger.com slash vbtfuture. Again, that's flexstronger.com slash vbtfuture. Yeah, definitely. And, and what was something that you read or looked at that helped get you through the beginning, the, the more difficult part of being an entrepreneur and starting your own business? Yeah. Sales, learning how to sell. Um, sales is not mind control. It's not getting someone to change their mind uh, or, you know, make up their mind. Um, I, I had to learn how to sell like really quickly. Um, and what I found out was that selling is a consultative process. Um, I had a lot of knowledge. I, I wasn't a strength coach. I'm still not a strength coach by trade. I, I don't have 
any of the knowledge that a lot of strength coaches do. So how am I going to, you know, tell someone how to do their job? What I do know is software. And I know my software really well. The more consultative I could be during the demo, the, the trial process, that that's what salesman salesmanship is. Um, if you can give 10 out of 10 effort on a, on a demo and really try to understand what their pain point is and then be honest about what your software can do and what the shortcomings are, then that's what I found out is good sales. So if someone came in and they were looking for something that we couldn't do, you, listen, don't sit there and say, okay, how can I get this software to kind of fit their pain point? Or how can I spin this thing? Just go ahead and say, you know what, man, I don't think the software is going to solve your, your pain point. I'll do the demo for you. I'll show you what we have to offer. And you can tell me because you might know better than me. But from first glance, I, I think you might be in the market for something else. But let's go through this demo and find out for ourselves. That is sales. You know, Now you're a resource to this person. They might come back to you about team builder, but coaches now come back to us about IT troubleshooting. They ask you questions you know, about building a business, I think, because they know that this guy's not selling me anything. This guy is just generally interested in solving people's problems. Um, once I learned that, things really kind of took off because, you know, sales was important. We had to bring money in the door to kind of, you know, get us off our main jobs and then eventually start hiring people. But um, I tell our salesmen today, it is, um, you're, you're the engine of the company. You guys are in charge of the inflows that keep the lights on, that, you know, make sure it pays our bills, that allows us to travel to conferences to do more marketing. So, um, you know, we spend a lot of time focusing on that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, initially it's always been for me, it's always been about programming and working with Team Builder. You know, how do we add 531 or APRE or, you know, just trying to figure out how to create what I would know for programming as a strength coach in the Team Builder software. And, you know, who is in charge of staying up to date with all these different types of programming in our, or periodization type models? that go into uh, that can go into team builder because every time i've i've called and asked how to build something in in our or in our workouts either you or luke or anybody on the staff is there and ready to go and says you know uh, we already have a template for the apre here's how we do it you know who who's who on your staff is the one that's digging deep into all things programming for strength and conditioning yeah, it's it's probably me. I well, let me just say I'm like the fakest, fakest strength coach out there. I can talk lots of programming. I can talk APRE, RPR. I've been to clinics and conferences like crazy. Um, but I don't have a, a strength coach cert. You know, I have I have a couple certs, but they're they're you know one or two day certs. They're nothing crazy. Um, but it's me. I mean, I, that was just my job. You know, James, my partner, is a technical co-founder. He's in charge of software and development and IT-related things. That's that's a job in and of itself. Uh, you know, so it kind of fell on me to be the one. And I talked to the the most coaches here, I guess. You know, at least coming up through building the business. And naturally, it's kind of hard to build relationships and and really really thrive with your customers if you don't appreciate the same things they do and coaches love programming so naturally i had to learn to love it and get into it and kind of into it now like to talk about it and um it's not the most necessary thing but i think it goes a long way for coaches to kind of know what they're talking to know what you're talking about when they bring up things like apre or triphasic or you know some of these things or concepts and programming for sure 
Definitely. And could you talk a little bit more about team builders capabilities on working with sports science equipment? Yeah. So the questionnaires module is what we refer to as our sports science questionnaires, readiness and wellness. Um, this module's kind of been iterated on a few times and um, it has still some progress to be made as far as um, so right now we, the, um, the, the module is great for coaches to build their own questionnaires and to, to set what we call upper thresholds and lower thresholds, which means that if, if an athlete gives you a value within these thresholds, we'll color code the value green or red or yellow in the middle. So you can run a report and basically scan for red boxes and see who's not doing well, right? Um, we want to take it a step further. I, I think we want to basically turn Team Builder into a notification center, like a dashboard control center like the cockpit of, of an airplane. And if you train 500 athletes, we want to be able to notify you when it's time to look at one or two of those athletes, as opposed to having to scroll through 500 athletes to look for someone who's not doing well. So our sports science module now is good at data collection. What we want to be great at is notifying coaches of noteworthy, noteworthy events um, so that uh, coaches I think of team builders, something that's on autopilot, and then they give team builder the requirements for when team builder should reach out to the coach when something happens. For instance, if someone's max goes up by more than 10%, um, you know, on a, on a lift by lift basis, um, that would be a noteworthy event. I think most coaches want to know what's going on there. Either someone, you know, did something with bad form or someone got incredibly stronger really quickly. Uh, something happened, right? Same thing if the max really goes down. If you prescribe something max effort and it goes down, that would be concerning. So the idea is that, you know, you always hear sports scientists and specifically I, I listen to and read a few people and I like really, I really like Adam Ringler, who's in Colorado at, at Boulder, um, right? But he talks about the need of ac actionable data um, action is what's missing from a lot of sports science today. And I, I tend to agree. And I think the only way our little software is really going to make an impact on athletic programs is we can quickly and efficiently let coaches know about events that, um, could make a material difference in a practice or a game or a training session. So that's ultimately the goal. I think that sounds awesome. And it's something uh, I'm definitely looking forward to. And does team builder, communicate or work well with other technologies that are outside of programming? I think probably our best relationships today exist with um, AMS systems. So yeah, I think everyone knows what AMS is, but if not, athlete management system is just the industry term for, you know, a big piece of software that collects a lot of data from different sources. And then the idea is that uh, the AMS will, will, visualize that data for you in the form of a dashboard and usually you can customize a lot of the data visualization they're expensive you know five five figures or more way more expensive than team builder um, thankfully we have a good relationship with all the ams systems because i think they found out early on that if you're an ams and you try to do everything you're not going to be very good at anything and I think in, when it comes to programming they found out that this team builder thing coaches really like using it so they all partnered with us and we um, are often used side by side with an AMS. So um, we send our data to an AMS partner. And we see some interesting new AMS type systems pop up. And quite frankly, 
there's a market for AMS at the high school and college level. Uh, Isaiah, I don't know anything about your budget, but if you had to pay 25,000 bucks a year for an AMS software, I don't think you would get very far shopping that around your athletic department, right? Not that it wouldn't have benefits, but that's just a lot of money to get a hold of. So you take Team Builder, we're 2,000 bucks a year, and then you have AMS at 25, that's a big gap. There is room for someone to kind of fill that gap in as far as functionality correlated with the price. I think Team Builder is well positioned to do that, to be AMS light uh, at, at some point soon for a lot of smaller smaller uh, organizations, not just the, not just the professional ones. And uh, since we do really well with high schools and colleges, you know, and we also do well with Pro and Power 5, but that's not our bread and butter. Our bread and butter are, you know, the metro states of the world and so on. I think that sets us up nicely to kind of take the take the reins on that that gap in the market. Other than that, we really like the idea of wearable data, and we want to bring wearable data into Team Builder. The problem is, is we're not going to integrate with every single wearable company out there. It's just there's too many of them. We're actually in talks with a potential partner now that does just that. They they actually aggregate data from wearable sources and and put it in a central place. And we're talking to them about actually having their software live within our software to display wearable data um, in Team Builder. And then the VBT devices, there's a lot of them too. And I know a lot of these guys and 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 uh, that start these companies and have these companies and I like them, I like them all for the most part. So I wanna partner with them. But I tell you what's just so hard is that if there's a half dozen VBT companies and everyone has their force in the race, you can't pick all six. I mean, I guess we could eventually, but I'd rather just pick with, you know, partner with the market leader and provide the one that that is is going to do the best for coaches. And sometimes that's that's hard to tell who's going to be. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a, a lot a lot of new technologies, like you said, and, and I think it's impressive that you guys are able to stay on top of it and know all these types of technologies coming up and seeing how you're able to work with them. Now, is is that is that you? Is are you personally like passionate about that stuff or is it kind of what you are just interested in to make sure you give us the strength coach ultimately what we need? Yeah. I mean, you know, who else is going to do it here if not me? And um, we've called, we've cultivated a culture where coaches, our customers feel very comfortable talking to us and approaching us about new features or things they want to see. And um, that's good. That means a lot of coaches reach out and, and, and tell us about things that they like or, or see in the market. And that's a, a big part of our um, you know, advantage is that I think we have that kind of relationship with our customers. Another thing I wanted to, to mention here, not to talk for too long, but I think uh, um, I, I don't want to uh, look this because I think it's important. Um, Team Builder has not raised any money from any investors so far uh, ever. We haven't even taken as far as a, a, like a loan. And that is a tough road. It's a tough slog, without a doubt. It's probably not for every company, but what it's done in our case, it's, it's basically created two stakeholders in, in our business. Us, uh, right? James and I, our employees, and then our customers. That's it. We don't have any investors sitting in the room as stakeholders. Um, that I think is a really a big advantage for us because we don't have the pressures of having to create revenue, to create a return on the investment for investors. Um, we can just focus on what's right for the coaches, whether it takes one month to build that or 10 years to build that. No one can tell us otherwise. 
And I think that's really gone a long way from us. And we worked really hard to not have any investors because we knew that would probably set up a more, uh, like a more successful business as far as the customer relationship went. And uh, I think, I think, you know, I want to give that a lot of credit and I want to encourage people who have the choice between the two to really give a lot of thought into building your business without investors, because I think what you'll have is a much clearer relationship with your customers. That's not distorted by any outside pressures. You know, definitely. And there's something I could touch on there. You had mentioned culture and we as coaches are leaders and educators and you are the leader and educator of your company. And what's that culture you look to establish with your, your own staff? I, I, I know team builder actually has a, a small, a small army of people that you work with there. And, and what's it like creating that culture for your company? Yeah. Well, for one, <laughs> I've got a company full of millennials. <laughs> I'm, I'm a millennial too, but I kind of had to outgrow that really quickly. Once I started finding out that people's paychecks are relying on me and, uh, you know, making payroll means that people pay rent and, and feed kids and stuff, things got really real. <laughs> so I kind of had to outgrow all the millennial stereotypes that you probably hear about. Uh, but we have a young office and, um, you know, young people are motivated, I think, a little bit differently than the older generations. They really care about the mission. They really want to understand the purpose behind everything that they're doing, almost to a fault where, you know, I, I can't give someone a simple task without them being like, why are we doing this? It's like, you know, we're doing this because it's going to, you know, make things better around here. <laughs> now just do it. Um, you know, young, young people just, they want to have a little bit more of a connection with their workplace. So we think it's important to have some cultural things that are not necessarily work related. I mean, we go to Costco in our, in our van, uh, twice, you know, twice a month, we get snacks for the office. We take breaks and play video games and just talk about things other than work. Um, very casual dress code is casual. We have an unlimited vacation policy. Uh, people out there are probably like raising their eyebrows, but the unlimited vacation policy is, is tough because sometimes it actually results in people taking less vacation time than if you gave them an allotted amount of time. But it's a way of basically saying that, you know, we we work to live better quality lives. We don't live our lives to work and get a better quality job. Um, if you need to go to a funeral, if you have a, a friend reunion, if you can't go to that stuff because of work, what's the point of living life? You know, that that makes no sense to me. So the, the unlimited vacation policy is seen as like a contract. Um, we let you take as much time as you need off as long as your obligations and duties are fulfilled here at the company. So far, it's never been abused. In fact, I have to make sure people take enough time off. And um, that's a way of kind of running our office like with trust and with making sure that we're creating an environment where people should come into work and feel really happy and fulfilled because it's propelling or fueling their lives outside of work, allowing them to, to take trips, to do things. Um, that's how we, we look at it. And for our employees and as for ourselves as the founders. Wow. You know, Team Builder sounds like you, you've you established a great culture there and a very interesting way you go about doing business. And I think that's awesome for anybody that is a part of your company. Now, if you could pick up the phone and call Hewitt Tomlin from nine years ago, what would you tell him? Um, yeah, nine years ago, man. Um, you know, I was 21. Um, I lacked a lot of confidence for sure, <laughs> you know, building my business. I definitely wasn't like this, you know, on a podcast. I don't know what the heck I would have been like. 
Um, but I, I probably would, uh, would tell myself that, um, you know, strength and conditioning coaches are your main customers. Um, go to them first and really listen to them because in the beginning there, like I told you, we didn't know what we were an app for athletes and app for sports coaches, strength coaches. Um, we were kind of floating in the desert, but you know, I don't think that's enough. That that's not an impact. That's not a, a an impactful, th- the most impactful thing I could have told myself at 21 years old. Um, probably at 21 years old, could I have done anything different as far as my business? I think I, I could have, but on a, like a big level, you know, I, a lot of the mistakes were learning, like learning lessons. I, I could give myself some shortcuts for sure, but I don't know what that would have done for my development as a, as an entrepreneur and a person. I mean, I kind of needed those, those mistakes, even if they took six, 12 months to kind of learn from them. So I think I would just, uh, yeah, I would just tell myself, you know, even focus even more on the customer than you thought you were at the time, really, really kind of get in with them because that, that took some time to learn. And, uh, if I learned that earlier, we probably could have built a better product faster earlier in our venture. Mm, Definitely. So that's some great advice. So what's next for uh, Hewitt Tomlin and team builder? What's something we could look forward to coming up? Um, so on the very very near horizon messaging we, we we're we're revamping all communication systems in team builder now email messaging texting what we found out was that uh whereas facebook and whatsapp and sms used to like run messaging communication i think we're seeing more coaches want to use team builder for that for some reason i don't know what it is but they want to use the team builder native messaging and i think it's just coaches want to get off of um facebook messenger they want to get off email they want to use something that's like you know more native and appropriate for the kind of communications we're sending so we're redoing our internal messaging with sense sends push notifications but we're allowing people to schedule push notifications so, and then you can do it on a recurring basis. So if you want to say, Hey, until March 31st, send a text, uh, send a, a team builder push notification every Friday at 9am to the baseball team saying, you know, bring your tennis shoes today. We're in the gym. You can do that. And then now you've got push notifications automatically going to people's phones. That's pretty cool. Like, I, I don't even think I have the ability to do that with, you know, my app for like marketing purposes. So we're giving coaches a pretty nice tool. Um, beyond beyond uh, messaging and communication that's coming out, we're gonna, uh, ta- I think we're gonna tackle our reporting section. Our reporting section is great. It's got 12 reports. It works really, really well. But of course, it's when something becomes a couple of years old, you get a bunch of ideas as to how to make it better. And we're gonna go in there and try to make our reporting a little bit more sophisticated, probably a little bit more similar to what you might see with like a light AMS system. So that's gonna be something that comes eventually. Awesome. And what about your social media? Do you want to give a social media shout out or what's the best way our listeners can reach out to you if they have any questions about team builder? Probably Instagram. You know, like I said, I am a, I am a millennial after all. <laughs> if you want to talk shop, we can do LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn pretty often, actually. It's, it's a good platform for meeting coaches, um, especially in a professional setting. But my Instagram is, you just look up Hewitt Tomlin. There's not very many Hewitt Tomlins out there. It's H-tom, H-tom-on-1 is my tag. Uh, most of my stories are, you know, hiking with my dog or you know, maybe some lifting in there, here and there, you know, nothing too crazy. And then on LinkedIn, I try to post a lot of the content that we post on on Team Builder. So that's what we do. 
Yeah, definitely, Hugh. And and I wanted to say thank you for joining us on the podcast today. I know you are a sponsor of the of the podcast, but you're definitely you and your company are are a class act and and, and stand up individuals. And you know, you've definitely helped me out even in my own personal journey here at MSU Denver, starting it. And at the time, it was me and sixteen teams and a couple hundred athletes. And even with the, my top level Excel spreadsheet, it was just a lot of work on the computer when I could have been coaching and you helped me switch that up. And, you know, you help a lot of other coaches as well from all the way from high school up to the pros and the NFL and even big time winning NFL teams as we now know. Um, But it's, you definitely are here to help the strength and conditioning coaches and you care that you create a product that helps us out and it shows and how you go about your business so i want to say thank you for being on the podcast and we're looking forward to everything new that's coming out with team builder well look thanks for that and uh you know only other thing i'd say is oftentimes people see james and i building this business a really talented computer programmer and someone who knows a little bit about sales and marketing and they say you guys must come up with tons of ideas for businesses and the reality is, is that we have no other ideas. This is what we do. This is our business. We put our full time and effort into it. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I think you're a really good example of that. You know, when you came to us, you had a pain point. We were genuinely able to help you. And then now you're like the most ideal customer ever because you talk about Team Builder in a really genuine way. You're always giving us referrals in a really genuine way. You're, it's people like you that kind of make our business successful, not, you know, not just coaches that buy the, the software, but people who are, you know, evangelists to the brand and then to what we do. Um, so without you, it wouldn't work. So I want to say thanks for that. And of course, thanks for having me on the show, man. I've been listening to Iron Game Chalk Talk since the OG days. I'm happy you're taking over now. Yeah, absolutely. And you've, and thank you for that. And, and you've provided us a ton of great information on entrepreneurial insight and the trends on sports science. So we appreciate it. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Team Builder is the premier strength and conditioning app for teams and private facilities. Used by more than 2,500 organizations around the world, performance coaches can write training programs online for athletes to access on their mobile app or on tablets in the weight room. You can even print individualized workout cards of your programs directly from their systems. Right now, when you start a 14-day trial, use promo code CHALK, that is promo code C-H-A-L-K, to access more than 70 strength and conditioning programs directly in your Team Builder account, including four sports science questionnaire templates. Today, coaches from around the country use Team Builder's built-in questionnaire module to create COVID-19 pre-screening questionnaires sent to athletes daily. We've been using Team Builder at MSU Denver for several years now and cannot recommend them enough. Hewitt and his staff go above and beyond to help create an outstanding user experience for all the teams they work with. I have yet to run into a type of periodization or programming format that the staff at Team Builder cannot tackle and create. From asking around, it is clear more college and high school strength coaches use Team Builder more than any other training program available. Go to teambuilder.com and check them out. This episode is brought to you by Play. Play is a company that I've personally been working with from the start. Everyone at Play works to help strength coaches innovate and find solutions for our profession. From flooring, 
weight room equipment, outdoor spaces, and everything in between. Play will collaborate with you to find what you need. They work with everyone from professional teams to high schools, and they've always made me feel important and a part of the Play family. Refuse second best with Play. Find them at play.us and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.